My name's Charlie. If you're new, I'm one of the pastors here with Missio Tempe. We are a congregation that is a family with two other congregations, both in Phoenix and in Mesa. So welcome. Thanks for joining with us, even on this muggy 8 a.m. Sunday morning. I don't know about you, but last summer was so horrible. This summer has felt like it's been winter almost because we haven't had 100 straight days over 110 or whatever it was last year. So if you're complaining now, hopefully you're here last year. It puts it in perspective. But thanks for gathering with us this morning. Uh, For the next three weeks, I want to cast some vision around why we gather. Why we gather. Before we jump into the sermon today, why we gather. One quick note, because I think we haven't announced this enough. Bathrooms are right through the door over there. It's nothing worse than being in a Sunday gathering, and you don't know where the bathrooms are, and you really have to go. See that door that's open over there? At some point during the service, you need to go over there. You're welcome to use one of those two restrooms. One of the toilets a little bit closer to the ground, because it's near the kids' classroom, so just to, to warn you as you go in there. But why do we gather? One of the beautiful things about our church is the last 13 years, we've tried to reshape a vision of what it means to be Jesus' people. That instead of Jesus' people climaxing each week or the central moment each week being a one-hour Sunday gathering, we wanted to give a vision that discipleship and following Jesus is not just a Sunday morning activity, but it's a Monday through Sunday, everyday stuff of life way that we follow Jesus. And yet, although Sunday gatherings aren't central, they aren't the central thing we do as a people and as a church, they are still essential in forming us as God's people. Not central, but they're still essential as we are formed as God's people. So for the next three weeks, I want to cast some vision as we've been doing the previous months around different themes around our gatherings. This week, I'd like to talk about what we're currently doing during our gatherings and how it's forming us. Next week, maybe some ideas and some possibilities of what our gatherings could be. And then the third week, some big hairy, audacious prayers of maybe what God could do through us when it comes to the Sunday gatherings. So let's start first with what are we currently doing? James K. Smith, he's an Anglican writer and scholar. He would say that all of us are formed all week through a series of cultural liturgies. A liturgy is just a ritual, a practice that we do day in and day out that forms us, that shapes our desires and our loves. He uses the example, which is now dated, even though the book was only 10 10 years old or so, of the mall. That every time his kids said they wanted to go to the mall, he'd say, oh, that sounds really good that you want to go to the temple today. Because he was trying to showcase to the kids that the mall was a place of worship that was uh, stoking and forming their passions and desires and loves. Now the malls are like obsolete now, right? I guess Amazon, we could could put in, in place of the malls. But all of us are formed by cultural liturgies each week. Monday through Saturday, you sit in other stories, other practices that are forming your desires and your loves. And our goal each Sunday as we gather is to reform our desires and loves for God and neighbor. For God and neighbor. Um, We haven't used these very often, but they're on the back table today because I feel like we should pull these out more. But a couple of years ago at this point, we made three different kind of handouts or postcards here that kind of give some vision behind what we do. This one, the vision is around our our Sunday gatherings, what we do with each part of the Sunday liturgy. And we have some great white noise today with the cicadas. Awesome. But I would encourage you to pick one of these up in the back over there if you'd like by the donuts. But basically what Sarah did this morning is she's walking us through the true story of the world. That at the call to worship we have this call to creation, recognizing God as creator and the creation that we're in with the confession we go to the second part of the story of rebellion, that we've rebelled against the living God, 
We've been separated from Him. But the story doesn't end in confession like we do each week, but it moves to assurance that God is on a mission to redeem and restore His people. And He has a plan in place to see His world come back to Himself. And then from assurance, we move each week to the sermon, which we're about to jump into, which is the redemption of our story. And we end with Jesus as the hero, which leads us into a time of communion, where us as the church take our place and we're nourished by Jesus' body and blood, and then we're sent out as God's people in the benediction, longing for Jesus' return. This is the story that we're in, that we follow each week through the liturgy, and it's on this handout if you'd like to check out in the back of what we, what we do and why we do it. Some of you who've been around just for the last couple of months have noticed that during the sermons, we do a lot of um, Q&A or discussion. When I first joined Missio five years ago, it was the most awkward thing that I'd ever been a part of. Wait a minute, the preacher is stopping for a minute and I'm supposed to talk to the person next to me? What? And yet, after a couple of years of practicing it, I would not change it at all. And it's really, it's intentional. The reason why we do conversation in those sermons is not because it's, it's not about all about the person up front. The person up front is not the only person that hears from the Spirit or is walking with the Lord, but rather, we often learn more through the person next to us than we do from the person up front. That as we're exploring in real time the implications of the sermon, we're actually being formed as we talk with one another. So as a mo in a moment here, when we do some discussion, you'll know why we're doing that if you're new with us this morning. These are just a few of the things that we do each week currently to form us as God's people in the midst of sitting all week in different liturgies and different stories. I want to give us two, challenge, two challenges this week, maybe just one challenge next. But for the next couple of weeks, I'll give you a couple different challenges. Here's my two challenges for us when it comes to the Sunday gatherings as we look forward to maybe some different ideas and some possibilities for the future. My first challenge is this. Don't underestimate the power of consistently showing up each week and being formed by God and His people. In a culture that we live in that is very non-committal, I'm, I'm guilty of this just as anybody else. When someone texts me to ask about something, I often would respond with, may, with a maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe another better thing will come up when that time comes. In a culture that is like that, it is a practice of resistance to say, each week, I'm going to show up and I'm going to worship with my family. I'm going to be formed in God's story because I know that all week I've been sitting in other stories. And unless I gather and am reshaped during the Sunday morning gathering, I'll continue to live in those other stories and they'll continue to have a bigger grip on my life. That's the first thing. Don't underestimate the power of consistently showing up. And the second thing is this. This is my challenge for us as a congregation around our gatherings. I think we could really grow and our hospitality we extend towards others during this gathering that are outside of the missional communities that we do life with on a weekly basis. If you're new with us, we, uh, we are primarily organized around these small little families of missionary servants. They're seeking to be good news in our city. And yet on Sunday gathering, we gather all together as one big family. And I think one of the greatest weaknesses we have as a congregation is how to develop relationships outside of the life of those different missional communities. And so when we come on a Sunday, we might recognize some people from our missional community that we shared a meal with that week, but maybe we don't know the person that sits about 25 yards away from us. We've never even got to know their name, even as a small church. And so here's my challenge for us. I'm going to give you a chance to practice it here in a second. I would love for us to grow in extending the hospitality that God has shown us towards others by moving towards, not away from, maybe someone that we don't know very well, or someone that we've never met that's outside of the people that we live life with each week. 
And so usually in our services, we do this thing called passing the peace, where we stand up and we talk to somebody that around. And I'm going to ask you to do that right now. So you can stand up, find somebody maybe that you don't know very well or you haven't talked to in a while, and extend the peace to them and just get to know them. It doesn't have to be a serious, super deep conversation, but extend the hospitality of God to them. Ready, set, go. Go.